Welcome back to the podcast. This is Jaden's show. And today we're going to be talking about kind of a follow-up of what I talked about last night. Um, But it's just a lot more in-depth. And also there's some more things that I didn't talk about last night that I'm going to be talking about today. So first... I wanted to go over the Colts official. This is official, okay? This is not the this is not from the website or this is not the list of opponents from the website that I random website that I got it from. This is the official released NFL official released Colts schedule, but it's not in order. I found that out. It's not in order. It's just by home in a way. So I'll read that off to you, and then I'll I'll say just simply win or loss, depending on whether the Colts will beat them or lose against them or lose against them. So first, on the home side of things, we have Houston. We play the Houston Texans. We beat them. Uh, we play the Jacksonville Jaguars, not in Jacksonville, so we win. We play the Tennessee Titans. I want to believe we win, but realistically, after after this year, we lose. Then we play the Kansas City Chiefs. We lose. The Los Angeles Chargers. I would say we could probably win that game. The Philadelphia Eagles. We win. The Pittsburgh Steelers. If they don't get a good quarterback next year, we win. If they get a good quarterback and he actually turns out to be great, then we lose. Okay, The Washington football team. We win. Okay, then you have the away games. Uh, first, starting again with Houston Texans, we win. Jacksonville Jaguars, we lose because we always lose in Jacksonville. Tennessee Titans, we lose. I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee will rule the division for a while, for the next few years at least, unless the Colts can do pull off a miracle. The Dallas Cowboys. I want to believe we win, and for now I'm going to say we win. But the Dallas Cowboys are nasty sometimes. Which is why I'm going to say realistically, we probably lose that game. Denver Broncos, we win. Las Vegas Raiders, we lose. Minnesota Vikings, we win. New York Giants, we win. And New England Patriots, we win. Okay? Now, obviously, uh, those picks are not are not final, and they will change throughout the year, obviously. But it is definitely worth paying attention to. Okay, definitely worth it. Okay, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to. As I said, I'm going to follow up from what I, what I said last night, or what I talked about last night. And I'm going to talk about... I'm going to talk about the five... This is an article I found. I'm going to talk about it, read it, read it, and talk about it. The five best candidates for free trade quarterbacks in 2022 for the Colts. Okay? If they go into trading, that is, and their teams don't keep them. And there's one that is supposed to be really good and ha- and made a couple strides this season in a couple games 
but most of the time he was hurt or wasn't performing to his standards or to the the team standards. And that would be Jameis Winston. Now, the first person, that's not the first person I'm talking about. I'm actually going backwards on this list because that's the order I screenshot them, obviously. Um, otherwise, I would be doing it in the right way. Anyway, so obviously it starts with Derek Carr. So, excuse me. Um, I'm actually reading that backwards. Colts could replace Carson Wentz with Derek Carr. Everyone looks to Jacksonville or to the Jacksonville Jaguars game at the at the reason Indianapolis didn't make the playoffs. While that was an embarrassing loss in what should have been an easy win, the Colts could have clinched a clinched a playoff spot a week earlier. Indy lost in Week 17 to the Las Vegas Raiders, and a big reason why Derek Carr in the game. Or a big reason why was Derek Carr. Sorry, I read that wrong. In the game, Carr completed 24 of 31 passes for 255 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a game-winning drive. Okay. And after helping to block the Colts from the playoffs, there are reports that Carr could possibly join Indianapolis this offseason and help them reach the postseason next year, which I'll be... We've already gone over that like twice now. Uh, but uh, this is Ian Rappaport. The Raiders and quarterback Derek Carr have a mutual decision to make this offseason. And sources say the choice of the head coach will be a factor. As I said last night, if their, if their, head coach, if their current head coach stays, he'll most likely keep Derek Carr. But if some if some other new head coach comes in, Derek Carr probably won't want to be in there in the first place, and they'll probably trade Derek Carr with, with whoever. But most likely the Colts. Okay. So it says Carr has one year remaining on his contract, and the Raiders are currently searching for a general manager and a head coach. It's possible that Las Vegas may go in a direction with the new regime that Carr isn't willing to travel. If that happens, as I said, instead of letting Carr walk away in 2023 free agency, the Raiders will likely trade him in offseason to get something in return. That's where the Colts can enter the picture. Still reading, by the way. And he can probably swap Wentz and bring Carr to Indianapolis if he he is deemed a worthy upgrade. It would start as a one-year rental, but if Carr and the in Indianapolis are impressed with each other, they can work towards an extension. This is the most I've heard and read about this, by the way. Whether Carr or any of the other four quarterbacks can fix Indy's problem remain to be seen, but these are some are the most realistic options if the Colts are looking for a change. If anything, this list shows the challenges Indy will face as it attempts to upgrade at quarterback. There aren't any can't-miss prospects for or flawless veterans that are easy to acquire. So while the Colts may be ready to move on from Wentz, they may be forced to stick with him. So now, v- vigorously swiping across my screen trying to get to the beginning of the list because I realize I messed up. Um, there we go. So this is this is this is not one of the options, but this is um 
this is a reporter for the Athletic, and uh, Dane Brugler, Brugler. I don't know how you say that. And he's making a mock draft, or he made a mock in his second mock draft of the off season. Uh, he had the Indianapolis Colts selecting Nevada quarterback Carson Strong in the second round, which I don't know who this is or who Nevada is or what school Nevada is besides a school in Nevada. I don't, he, he's kind of like a, he sounds like a nobody quarterback. So I have no idea who this guy is, but he, I guess he's played all four years in Nevada and he's ready to go as a draft pick. Sorry about the interruption. I passed a test that I was a uh, little worried about, but not too much. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. So here's the guy's stats. I don't know anything about him other than the fact that his name is Carson Strong, and the name Carson scares me because we already failed with one Carson. Um... So, another Carson, I don't know how well that'll work out, but uh, the guy looks a little younger than Carson Wentz, which makes me happy because maybe he might be, he he looks like he might be a good quarterback, at least in college, until until they actually draft him, because again, this is some reporter's mock draft, but until they report him, or until they actually draft him, and use him, and do something with him. This is his uh, stats of his four years in college. Oops, what in the world? So, yeah, the Colts don't, this I'm reading, the Colts don't have a first-round pick thanks to, Wentz, thanks to the Wentz trade, which I actually am bitter about right now. Uh, they wound up trading the number one six, the number, sorry, the number 16 overall pick in 2022 NFL draft and now won't be on the board for the first time until pick number 47 overall. So that's not great, but that's not the end of the world. Okay. While this quarterback class isn't exciting, there are, oh wait. Yeah. So while this quarterback class isn't exciting, there are reasons to believe why strong Carson uh, could fit with the Colts. Here's what Zach Hicks of the Horseshoe Huddle had to say about Strong and his fit with Indy. Strong is a super interesting player. If someone were to take five most the five most impressive throws from quarterbacks in this class, he may have the entire top five. He flashes absolute brilliance with anticipation and throws receivers wide open or throws receivers open like an NFL quarterback. The problem with him is the overall lack of traits. He has a good arm that isn't gr- he has a good arm that isn't great. What? He is a stationary quarterback that won't create much outside of the pocket despite moving really well in the pocket. I like a lot of what he brings to the table, but the lack of athleticism and arm talent are a bit worrisome and how the NFL is trending. He certainly would fit as a Nick Foles type behind Carson or behind Wentz if the Colts roll him back in 2022. Um, Strong is a senior, spent four years at Nevada and has been the starter since 2019, which is promising. 
In 12 games during the 2021 season, Strong completed 70.2% of his passes for 4,186 yards with 36 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. That's pretty good considering a college quarterback. That is like a nobody. I Nevada isn't even on the top 10 rankings of college teams, I don't think. So, in other words, yeah, for a guy who for a guy who's on a team that's not even in the top 10 college teams with a 70.2% passing rating, 4186 yards and 36 touchdowns and only eight interceptions, that's pretty daggone good. Now, that's college and he's probably that team was probably playing nobodies as well. So, it's kind of hard to tell whether he was doing really good or if he was the only one in his division that was actually decent, or his team was the only one that was actually decent in in that division or whatever he's in. So it would be quite something if the Colts drafted a quarterback in the second round, which would barely, which would be nearly the identical situation that happened in Philly in 2020 with Jalen Hurts, which, as you know, that hasn't worked out very well, obviously. Uh, but anyway... Moving on from talking about Carson Strong, we have the other four quarterbacks that were being talked about uh, earlier when I mentioned Derek Carr. Now, apparently, when I started taking screenshots, I missed one because whenever you click onto these articles to see, like, like, the things with next and previous buttons to talk about people like quarterbacks that they could take, it always starts on the second one, and I always miss the first one. So the first one's probably Aaron Rodgers or something like that. But the there's a couple in here that are pretty interesting that I that I'm even I'm surprised even got brought up, but they did, and now here we are. So the first one or the second one technically, but the first one I got was Jameis Winston of the New Orleans Saints. So, the veteran quarterback Jason Winston, reading by the way, or Jameis Winston, will be a free agent this offseason and season as he recovers from a torn ACL and a damaged MCL. That's not good, because um, Colts or, or Carson Wentz was also dealing with in, an injury, which caused him to have a lack of practice, which caused him to be not great at the beginning and the end of the season. But anyway, continuing on. Winston, on the upside, was the number one overall pick in 2015 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. During his time with Tampa, he flashed the elite arm talent that made him a coveted prospect, but also tended to commit head-scratching mistakes a lot like Wentz, which is not great. So this is basically like a shorter version, a shorter black Carson Wentz, is basically what they're saying, okay? Uh, Winston's Buccaneer era is best captured by his final season with the team when he passed for a league-leading 5,109 yards, okay, wow, 33 touchdowns, but also a league worst of 30 interceptions. Yeah, that's not great. Um, After Tom Brady took over Tampa Bay, Winston went to the New Orleans Saints to develop as a quarterback and to try and win the job of Drew Brees' successor. Okay. 
That plan worked out as Winston started the 2021 season for New Orleans. Um, Winston played seven games, going 5-2, and two, which is not bad, throwing for 1,170 yards, 14 touchdowns, and just three interceptions before injuring his knee, which is not great because that means we have to deal with that baggage if we pick him up. Um, man, I need water. Hold on. Um, so in other words, picking him up might be the same situation with as we had with Carson. Not great, but he might be a good pick because in only in only seven games he picked up uh one thousand one hundred seventy yards, which is not actually actually pretty good. But we'll see as the days go by. Anyway, the next quarterback, or sorry, continuing, sorry, continuing with Jameis Winston, actually. Um, this is a tweet by ACL Recovery Club, which is promising. It says, Jameis Winston is looking pretty daggone good without a brace. Ten weeks and six days removed from torn ACL. So maybe he's healed. I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> Will Winston or Will Winston? Sorry, I started saying it like a name. Will Winston wants to try and return to the Saints, or is he open to going anywhere? Does New Orleans um, have other plans? Is a team like the Colts willing to gamble on Winston? That's the thing. That's the biggest question. Because I'm not as much as I liked seeing him play when he played for the Saints. The seven games he played. I'm not willing, I wouldn't be willing to take a gamble on him if I was the Colts. But anyway, continue on reading. Since he is a free agent, Indianapolis would be able to sign him while keeping Wentz on the roster and setting up a competition. Yes, that's definite. Winston's contract shouldn't be that expensive considering his circumstances, but the problem for Indy is that his path is far outside of Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson, or what? Okay, apparently I didn't, um, (laughs) apparently I didn't cover everything on that article. In other words, Winston would be like, like a black version of Wins. It would be a 50-50 gamble and you either got the butt end or the top end. And... Or you either get the button or the top end, and it can go either way. Okay. But anyway, moving on to the next option. The next option is Russell Wilson, which is which is like the most talked about one. Um, on the on the news at least, not on the podcast. But it says outside of Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson is the most desired quarterback that may be. Um, on the move this offseason, some may even desire Wilson more than Rodgers due to their ages, which I kind of debate that because Rodgers is kind of, as I said last night, kind of like that stone-faced Greek god among men where it doesn't matter how old he is, he's probably going to play until he dies. No, kind of like Tom Brady where he's going to play until he physically can't move or something. And so I, I don't think age matters, but I can understand that for like like a long term decision. 
But anyway, continuing on. Last offseason, it was rumored that Wilson was ready to move on from Seattle Seahawks. He ultimately played another year with the team, and they finished 7-10. and Though Wilson missed three games with a finger injury. Now, with two years remaining on his contract, it has been reported that Wilson will explore other options or his options this offseason. Wilson is undoubtedly an upgrade, an upgrade definitely over Carson Wentz. He has played at an elite level the last decade, and even after struggling at times this past season, um, the majority of Colts fans would take him over Wentz in a heartbeat. And I am inclined to believe that and also agree with that. Fortunately, there is a realistic path for getting Wilson to Indianapolis, but it will take Indy Indy packaging up a lot. Also, Wilson would have to choose the Colts since he has a no-trade clause in his contract, which is not great because then we couldn't get rid of Wentz. But at the same time, I feel like we shouldn't get rid of Wentz, give him another chance maybe. But anyway... Indianapolis could package Wentz and several picks in the coming years to send to Seattle that would secure Wilson for Indy to Indy for at least two years. And if the team impresses him, he could be extended, which would be glorious. Adding Wilson to this Indianapolis roster would significantly improve the odds of winning a Super Bowl in the next two years. Uh, Wilson wouldn't answer all of the problems, but he would be a reasonable upgrade at quarterback. And I believe that. So, now we move on to the last couple people. So, first, in the last few, is Jimmy Garoppolo, which this is the most unlikely one, I feel, because Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing good in San Francisco. Um, But anyway, it says, Jimmy Garoppolo has been in the NFL for eight years, and he has an interesting career uh, when he was drafted to the New England Patriots, which I did not know. Many believe the franchise found the perfect success success for... for, (laughs) My words are getting slurred. They found many found many believe they found the perfect successor for Tom Brady. Brady decided that he would play football forever, so New England finally gave in to one of the many suitors trading Garoppolo to the San Francisco 49ers, as we all know now, in his fourth season. Garoppolo took over San Francisco and started his reputation of winning. He won his first seven starts in the NFL and eventually helped the 49ers reach the Super Bowl game in 2019. That they ended up losing, but that's not the point. Uh, Following the Super Bowl loss, Garoppolo's reputation began to change. Um, During the 2020 season, he missed 10 games injury. Uh, This was just two years after he missed 13 games in 2019 with a torn ACL, so he's injury-prone. Garoppolo picked up the injury-prone label, as I just said, and this led San Francisco to wonder how much they could depend on him. As a result, the 49ers traded up in the 2021 draft to select Trey Lance. Excuse me. Um, despite Garoppolo starting 15 games this season, it has been reported during the, se- the team's playoff run that San Francisco till st- still still intends to start Trey Lance next season. 
which is not looking good for Mr. Jimmy G. Um, the 49ers reportedly still plan to start Trey Lance at quarterback in 2022 and will explore trade options for Jimmy G this offseason. I'm reading from a Twitter post. That's why it repeated. Um, this means the 49ers feel that Lance is ready, and even if Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl this season, they'll they'll still move on to the young quarterback that they've in, invested capital in. <coughs> Excuse me. With Garoppolo being available for trade, the Colts could certainly investigate. However, it's fair to ask how much of an upgrade is Jimmy G over Carson Wentz. I would say he probably is. Because he's been in the game longer. He's had more I, I don't know what how to say. He's been he's been around a team since twenty sixteen that has been very powerful. It's explosive. They've got Debo Samuel, first of all. Uh second of all, they've got good passing, they got good defense, they've got good they've got good people all around the side all sides of the ball really. And Jimmy G is just like the icing on the cake for that team. But anyway, with Garoppolo being available for trade, continuing reading, the Colts could certainly investigate. However, it's fair to ask how much of an upgrade is Jimmy G over Carson Wentz. I just read that. Sorry. Uh, both quarterbacks have similar similar reputations, talented but injury prone, and struggle to consistently deliver in the biggest moments. Wentz and Garoppolo also have similar annual salaries. So... While replacing Wentz with Jimmy G is something that's possible for Indy, it may not satisfy the fans or the teams needed to become or what? It may not satisfy the fans or the teams needs to become a contender. So now we move on to the competitive option. And that would be I don't know why they said this, because this guy is garbage. But I'll read it anyway because it's part of you know, it's part of the article. <coughs> so it says, Colts could replace Carson Wentz with Cam Newton. Why? So it says, Cam Newton has a or has had a turbulent journey with the NFL the last few years. Uh, he, has unex- he was unexpectedly discarded by the Carolina Panthers in 2020 and ultimately signed with a bare New England Patriots team. <laughs> Excuse me. After one season in Foxborough, Newton was cut a week before the start of the 2021 regular season as the Patriots decided to move forward with Mac Jones. This left Newton a free agent until week 10 when a horrid Panthers team came to Newton asking him to save the day. Newton uh, returned to Carolina before ultimately being cast aside for Sam Darnold. Oh, buddy. That is pathetic. This is why I wonder why he's on this list. Because he's awful. He was discarded twice. No, three times. Twice by the Panthers. Once by the England New England Patriots. For a reason. They got rid of him for a reason. Okay? Newton will again be a free agent, continuing reading, and maintains that he has good football left in him. I don't believe that. He doesn't plan on retiring and is open to being a backup quarterback, but wants to be in a situation where the team has real chances of winning games. 
See, there's the thing. That, I said he was garbage. But then reading that makes me wonder, is it him or is it his team? And that's also another thing you have to you have to take into consideration for any team, for any bad, supposed bad player. You know, are they really bad or is it just their team bringing them down with them? Cam Newton says he's healthy and he's willing to accept a backup role in the right situation for a winning tight team. I'm not coming back for no 5-12 or 5-12. I tell you that now. That's uh, Cam Newton talking. Newton isn't going to be brought back to Indianapolis as an outright replacement for Carson Wentz, but he can be brought in to create a competitive environment. If the Colts are unable to land one of the bigger quarterbacks' targets, they could bring Cam Newton in on a small deal and set up a competition. If Indy goes, the, if Indy does that, there are three possible outcomes. Outcome number one: Newton's presence pushes wins to raise his level and play better. If that happens, Indianapolis has a better quarterback. Another possibility is Newton outperforms wins and is named the starter, also giving the Colts an upgrade at quarterback. The third and final prospect is both Newton and Wentz are underwhelming, and Indy starts another season with a question mark at the quarterback position, which is most likely knowing both of these people. Signing Cam Newton may not be optimal situation, but it gives the Colts two out of three scenarios where improvement can take place. Okay. Now we move, or we, we already did Derek Carr. Never mind. So, yeah, that is where we stand, where the Colts stand and where I stand. Okay, I just got this. I'll, I think I'll end it off with this, reading a... Look over the... Uh, let, let me look over the first quarterback they put on the list that I didn't end up seeing. Wait, what? Oh. Oh, okay. They didn't have one. They just had a picture of Carson Wentz. Just got posted. Oh no, it didn't. Okay, this is from Chris Ballard, or this is an article talking about Chris Ballard, what he said. So, appearing on the on the TCast, General Manager Chris Ballard didn't offer many spec or specifics on what Indianapolis might do at quarterback position but Ballard did make it seem like the position is still in flux um, I don't care who you have at the position at the time I think every year you've got to elevate or evaluate it in full both free agents and the draft I mean it's it's that important Ballard says and it's one thing or it's one that we Sorry, it's one that will exhaust each and every year, and we do with our scouts and our coaches, and with our coaches. Ballard noticed that head coach Frank Reich's input is valuable in that process, given that he played the position. 
but Reich had worked with Wynn, and that didn't end up working out as well as Indianapolis could have hoped in 2021. Obviously. Excuse me. Um, Wynn's finished the season with a 62% completion rate, throwing for 3,563 yards with 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and 5 lost fumbles. Okay. Reich had only one year of coaching Andrew Luck before he surprisingly retired in August of 2019. Coward. Um, since then, the team has used Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, and Wentz as its starting quarterbacks over the past three years. Okay. After the way 2021 ended, another new quarterback could be behind center for Reich and Ballard in 2022. Most likely, it will. And that is the end of the article. So, with that being said, okay, with that being said, I do, I do want to say that, like, as much as I think a new quarterback is probably in line, or we're in, or should I say the Colts are definitely in line to get a new quarterback. As I said before, the humanity has got to play into things. You can't just say, oh, this guy ruined our playoff chances in the most historically bad way in his first year of being with the team, you know? So let's just cut him, get rid of him, drop him off the face of the earth and never look back. You can't say that. You got to think about where he's going to go, you know? What's going to happen to Carson Wentz? I mean, after that end, the only team that's going to want him is probably like the New York Giants, which is actually pretty probable. If he if they ever put him up for free trade, he'll probably end up going to New York. But then, you got to look at it. It's his first year. Did did they get rid of Tom Brady after having a bad, rough first year? No. Did they get rid of uh, Peyton Manning after having a crappy first year? No. They didn't just drop him off the face of the earth. They didn't just leave him behind, you know, abandon him. They kept him, and look where that got him. Few years later, a Super Bowl win. And most of the years with Peyton Manning were still dominant anyway. So it, it's like this the Colts, yeah, the Colts can get rid of them, get a new quarterback, and keep Ellinger. Or they can keep Wentz, Ellinger. Keep Winston Ellinger because they didn't even try with Ellinger. They just kept him on the roster. I guess he just got paid or something. They can they can keep Wince and Ellinger and replace Wince in quarterback number one position. Excuse me. Quarterback number one position with a solid veteran quarterback. Or someone different. I don't know. And if India and if India is stupid enough to pick up Cam Newton in his free agency, 
God help the Indianapolis Colts because they'll need it. <laughs> but I, I'm not saying the Colts are actually going to pick up Camden. That would just be stupid. Retarded. But anyway, in the, in the event that they do pick up someone like him to contest with Carson Wentz, it would be positive. I, I, I think if Carson Wentz knew that they were trying to replace him, he would be like, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to not make as many mistakes. I'm going to do better next year so I can win the quarterback number one spot and make more money, you know. Plus, it's a pride thing. I feel like Car- I feel like either of them would be working tirelessly just to get to that position, just to be number one quarterback. Anyway, so I, I do have hope for next year for the Colts because I'm I'm a Colts fan through and through. So I'm not gonna be like, oh, the Colts had a crappy year this year. I'm gonna drop them, go for the Bengals. I like the Bengals, but I don't like them as much as I like the Colts, okay? The Colts are historic, okay? They are a great team, one of the greats. At least they were. Now they're kind of like every other team where other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers, every team in the league right now is is basically dealing with a miniature rebuild where they have a quarterback, but they're trying to build their team from the ground up because everyone's getting old or all the veterans that are actually worth anything are getting old and rusty, crusty. They're not worth anything anymore, you know, and they're retiring like Jack Doyle is retiring. T.Y. Hilton is retiring. Possibly, um, or Mac is going to get traded. Mac was supposed to be the great, you know, the great dude. Like Mac was supposed to be what Jonathan Taylor is now, but he didn't end up being like that because he got hurt. So anyway, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to win the MVP next year because Rogers probably isn't going to be in the game anymore. And Brady didn't even come close to getting it this year, I don't even think. He was in the discussion, but Jonathan Taylor was just so much more valuable. Tom Brady was like that. He's kind of like... Like, he's that really good quarterback, like legendary quarterback, when he has good players around him. But when... Like, if you put Tom Brady on the Panthers, or the Giants, or the Jets or the Lions, he would be having the same problems as any other quarterback on those teams. They're not getting protected. You know, he he wouldn't be getting protected. He wouldn't have an offense. He wouldn't have a defense. He would be brought down with them because he's not a good quarterback with a bad team. He's a good quarterback with a good team, with a good coach. Okay? And... Someone like the Giants are not that. Or teams like the Giants don't have those things. Now, the Giants are getting a new coach, but that doesn't really matter. Anyway, what I'm saying is... No, what, what am I saying? I forgot what I was saying. My, I lost my train of thought talking about Tom Brady. 
because he's so... Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor, on the other hand, was dealing with lack of protection for him, or lack of blocking for a lot of the year. And he ran through teams. He ran through them. He didn't just run against them or into them. He ran through them. He ran through them. And really, the only two... um, (coughs) Excuse me. There were only a couple teams all year that... Sorry, I keep getting interrupted. I don't I don't know what I was talking about. I mean, besides... Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor going for... Um, going for MVP. I think if Rodgers is out of the question next year, it's going to be either Jonathan Taylor or Jamar Chase. Both of those guys rack up numbers, bro. Okay? Jamar Chase leads the... Right now... Leads the leagues in yards after the catch, okay? Because he he's good. He's got good hands, he's got good feet, and he's got good juking skills. The guy is a star. He's going to go place really far unless he gets, you know, fatally injured and can't run anymore or can't jump to catch ball. Point is, he is going to be a star. He already is, but he's going to continue to be that. Same thing with Jonathan Taylor. He's going to continue to rack up numbers more than anybody else. Now, obviously, when Derrick Henry gets back into the game, he's going to have, or Taylor's going to have competition. He's going to have to work for it, but that's the point. He works for it. He doesn't just sit there like, oh, you know, every other every other defensive back in the league is trash, and Jalen Ramsey just gets it by being good, you know. Which, I mean, obviously that's not true, but I'm saying he doesn't just, Jonathan Taylor doesn't just get the position of best running back by just playing the game. He gets that by working. Okay. Peyton Manning became, or sorry, I'll use Tom Brady for for an example for the first time ever. Tom Brady doesn't get, doesn't get the title of greatest quarterback of all time by just being a quarterback. He does it by working his butt off and winning Super Bowls after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. You know, that's why he's the greatest of all time. Or according to the news, I think Peyton Manning might just be the greatest of all time. But that's my opinion, okay? Even if my opinion is right, I mean, you know. But anyway, point of what I'm saying is, to end off the podcast, because this is going a long time. To end it off, I have hope for the Colts next year. Really, whatever option they choose in free trade could would be a better option than Carson, honestly. But for now, what I'm saying is, if the if all goes to crap and the Colts don't have another good season, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the MVP next year, even if his team is brought down. 
Jonathan Taylor doesn't go down with his team. He is the only thing elevating the team right now to where they are. Okay? Anyway, all that aside, I am done talking. My voice is running out um, because I'm still sick, unfortunately. So I will stop talking here, and I will leave you guys with that. By the way, before I go, um, I'm not trying to make daily uploads, but it just happened to be I have a I've had a lot of talk about today, okay, as well as I did yesterday. I'm not intentionally making daily podcasts. I don't want to because that's kind of a hassle. That's why I stopped doing my other podcast because I was doing it daily and it got to be a pain. But I just happened to have some a lot to talk about two two days in a row. Okay, that's why I'm posting the second the day after I post a podcast. Actually, technically, I posted that podcast at like around twelve, so it's actually the same day. So it's like a double upload. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you listen to the podcast, I don't know who does. Maybe my one listener, who is my uncle, listens to I don't know. He can't even find it. He don't know how to use technology, of course, because um, he's old. But anyway, I will see you guys next episode. I don't know when that'll be. Maybe during a Bengals game or a playoff game or something, but whatever. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.